Perak Vav, again, hey, hafochba, v'hafochba, Shano Chachamim ben Bagba, Omer, hafochba, v'hafochba, person to delve into the Torah again and again, the Kailaba, everything is in it. Uba Tachsi, uh, we, we could say, you know, first of all, there's nowhere else to go because everything is here. And second of all, whatever depths you think you reach, there's more, there's more there. Keep on going under the surface deeper and deeper. But Tehsi, we're going to see. You should look into it. But Tehsi, in it, you should look. Vesivu Baliba, and you should uh, go, grow older. They save a talk of of age. Ubaliba, become worn out with it. And you shouldn't move away from it. There's nothing better than it. Says Rabbeinu Yoyin over there, Hafaychba, you should delve into it. Chazar al Divrei Torah, review. The person should go over the words of Torah. Shekol Chachmas Ha'olam Kalba, because all of the Chachma of the world is in Torah. So. In other words, he's not presenting it as, well, you want to go take a break and play a ball game or whatever it is, uh, to a person who is interested in knowledge. So there is no place else to go. Half above half, but go into the Torah. The Torah is where everything comes from. That's the source, and you'll be able to access every Chachma within Torah. There's nothing else. If anything, some other presentation of it might be a distorted view. It's based on other ideals. If you want to truly know the Chachmas of the world, it's in the Torah. A person who is totally shakua, submerged, immersed, he's, he's, he's toiling in Taira. There's no need for other types of Taira. A person can know everything from the Taira. Ve'amru. Amru v'shmu bar abo. We're going to find examples. I understand astronomy as well as I understand the pathways of Shemayim. I understand the pathways of, of, of the city that I live in. So Shmuel knew the streets of Narda very well. By the way, Shmuel was a doctor, right? So he knew the streets very well. Did Shmuel know the pathways of Shemaim? So why did he know the streets of Narda? He knew the streets of Narda because that was, that was his place. So the, 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 presumably, if he knew it as well, so what did he do? He studied astronomy. He knew astronomy through the Torah. And he ended up knowing it just as well. He had the same access to that Chachma through the Torah. I mean, that we could see. Right? If there's this comparison, it's not just that he also knew it. He knew it just as well, meaning the same access that he had to the Chachma that was in front of his face in terms of the streets to go through was the same access he had to other Chachmas approaching it through Torah. The Bracious Rabbah, number two. A certain philosopher wanted to know the gestation period of a Nachash. He saw that there were certain nachash, nachashim that were mating. He took one out. He put it into a chavis, into a barrel. And he gave it food until until the, he, the, it would produce. That way he would see, what, to keep it alive, he would see what the gestation period is. There's a kainim, the chacham came to raim. This philosopher is Rabbi Gamliel. What the gestation period? Amrlo lekama nachash mylid. V'loyachal hashivan v'gamliel did not have an answer ready. V'niskarkemu panav, and he his face turned. He was embarrassed. Turned pale. Pagabo Rabbi Yeshua panav chaylanis. So he Rabbi Gamliel met Rabbi Yeshua, and he saw the chaylanis like a chayla. His face was like ill. He was upset. Amrlo lama panach chaylanis. Why is your face uh, like that? Why are you upset? Person, parenthetically, means a person should walk around with a pleasant, uh, pleasant face. Save part of the office. We'll have a chapter later. Person should know the fact that something he doesn't seem that he would get in trouble or whatever. He said, somebody, why was he upset? 
a person wouldn't be upset. If you would ask me something about quantum mechanics, I wouldn't know the answer. I wouldn't feel upset. You, perhaps you could say you, that, that in other words, Rabbi Galil had this understanding that everything is in the Torah. So a comment that he knew the Torah, he should have known the answer. What, what's he upset for? Has be a reason to be upset. mahi. What was the question? the how, what's the gestation period of the Nachash? Amr lo l'shev ha'shanam, seven years. Amr lo menavach, say yes, Rabbi Shua mehechtesi. Amr lo ha'kelev chayet meya, umayl l'chamishim yayim. A kelev is a non-kosher animal, and it is mailed after 50 days. Behemat meya, and if a behemat meya, let us l'shnei masar chaydash. And a, sorry, a kelev is a chayet meya. It's a, a wild animal, like us. A chayet is supposed to behema, and it has 50 days. Behema is meya. Your lead is l'shnei masar chaydash. So 50 days to, to a year, 50 to 350, is seven, seven years. So it, there's this comparison of you, the nachash, are more cursed than a behema and more than the chaya. So the behema is how much more than the chaya. That, what's that relationship in proportion seven to one. So the if the behemoth meya is one year, so then the the nachash is also going to be a proportion of seven to one. Okshem shah behem and a chaya shiva kach nachasharm and a behema shiva. When it was getting dark, it was evening. So when Walil went back and he told this philosopher his answer seven years. The philosopher was, so to speak, beating his head against the wall. Amar. Says everything that I had, I had taken the time to go and develop this chachma. Rav Gamliel was basically able in one second. Well, once he once he was able to access the, the the understanding from the Torah, he knew it right away. We see the toil that I took to to, to develop this other chachma separately. Rabba, third Maisa. Somebody wanted to make a suda for the gedolei raimi. Have a tamen Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yosi Amar Nimali Bebeni Reinu. He said, "Let me ask the people in my city, my neighbors, for advice." What happened? Also the So he went to him. Amar Lei Ibayis LeMikri Esrin. So Rabbi Lazar told him, "If you want to invite twenty people." Avud Esrin Rachamisha, prepare for twenty-five. Tachin lechavei anashim, tachin lechavei anashim. Vibayis Avud l'tlasin. Make for five more people than you want to prepare for an extra five people. Azul huva avud l'esrin va'arba. He said, "What did he do?" He said, "Nah, he'll skimp a little bit. He'll prepare for twenty-four." Vakrola Esrin Rachamisha and invite you over overbooked, like at a doctor's office when there's a lot of waiting. Right? He overbooked. He invited twenty-five, but he prepared for twenty-four. Shachashiv shavadei echad mehem layavo. It ended up being that he was missing uh, he was missing one portion. Manda Omar Kandis Umanda Omar Kafni. So there's a machlok exactly what the dish was. <clears throat> but in any event, I say the ha now just in, interestingly in terms of if you didn't say what dish it was, I don't know if this is one dish out of a full suda. In other words, maybe he didn't cheshbin out that maybe even if he understood the right amount of people, well, maybe not everybody took one of this and one of that. Maybe he ran out of one dish. In any event, he recognized the chachma of, uh, we'll see, uh, that that the, that he didn't take. So what happened was, I see the hav yav kadame. So the guest who was missing out on that particular portion, he gave him some gold. Naspe vitalke baanpe. So this guest took the gold, vitalke baanpe, threw it back in his face. Zarka befanov amarle. He said, "Did have ana achel? What am I supposed to do? Eat gold? Vedavachan atzarach? Do I need? Do I need your gold? I have my own. That's not what I came for. I came for the suda." 
After the Suda, Bar Yochne came back to Rabbi Eliezer. Saying, I can't say anything to you. Dilu Amrisli, what you told me, Lavadis, I didn't follow. When begin the only reason that I went to you to speak to you in the first place, and he puts some parentheses over here, just translating, I have no complaints because I didn't listen to what you told me. What I told you what was going on is for the following reason. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you the Secrets of Taira, a Shema Chadre Suuda, or even the had a had a make a Suda. So Amalei Rebbeliezer responded, "Hein, yes, Av Chadre Suuda Gilalanu. Even the way everything we know through the Torah, even had to prepare a Suda." Amrlei, so Bar Yochni told him, "Vedam Nalach, where does your Torah teach you how to prepare a suda?" Amrlei, mi David, I know from David, Dilchiva Yavo Avner al David, v'imay Esrim Anashim, that Avner came to David in Chevron with twenty men. Vayas David la Avner, v'la Anashim Esher Itay Mishda. David prepared a suda for Avner and the men with him. Vayas Mishda ink sivkan ella v'la Anashim Esher Itay Mishda. It doesn't say that David only prepared a suitor for him, but also for the men that were with him, meaning that there was for certain to be enough food. Uh, is quoting from a sefer called Matnas Kahuna. Umatzinu. So we find Shakol Hayadiyais. So this this is one thing. So now we're going to quote uh, more sources for for this idea. Half of a half of the kulaba that everything is really in the Torah. Just a question of of understanding. I guess being able to tap into it, but. But again, the knowledge is in the Torah, and it's a more direct source. The whole world, it's taking it back to the source, is going to take the true MS. If a person is going to go to other sources to understand certain knowledge, so at best you're not getting it directly from the source. At worst, it's going to become warped, and it won't be a true representation. The, the ultimate source to be able to go to understand knowledge, and to be able to have access to knowledge, and access to everything in the world is going to be in the Torah. It's uh, not going Look in Gemara This is the dimensions of a beam that the circumference is three to one. Okay, we say pi, but three to one. And the source for that was the Yam Shel Shleimai. Look in the Gemara over there. Barbarishes Rabbah Shleishmeis Amar Rachateva Chamishim Amar Rachbar Shleishim Amar Kamasa. The dimensions of the Teva that was three hundred Amas long, fifty wide. 30 high. The Torah tells you, in practical terms, how to construct a ship. That if you're going to make a ship that's going to come into the port, teaches you the dimensions in terms of how it'll be able to float, that the width should be one sixth of the measurement of the length, and the height should be one tenth of the length. So, also, these are coming from a medrash, but these are the dimensions of a ship that's going to be able to uh, float as it's coming into port, shallow water, v'sham, tasim, the entrance should be in the side of the teva, if you make a a hall, a, a palace, a big room that's going to be 10 by 10 by 10 amos, the entrance should be on the side of the wall, 
uh, why? So that there should be the the most room to uh, to maneuver. I guess I, I don't know. If, I'm not sure exactly uh, exactly what it's talking about, but I'll tell you that an architect one time told me that let's say the master bedroom, the biggest bedroom should be at the end of a hallway because let's say if you put it at the at the you walk up the steps and that's where the master bedroom is. So then. That means if it's at the end of the hallway, so then the hallway will be shorter and you'll maximize the space on the second floor for the room. But since you need room for the actual hallway, hallway, so if you're going to make the uh, master bedroom at the beginning of that hall, so then you're going to have to take room away from the master bedroom in order to use for the hallway, something like that. So depending where you put the entrance to something is going to affect the usage. Shir Shirm Rabbah, Kairos Batenu Arazim, the beams of the houses are cedar wood, Raitenu Barosim, and the panels are made of cypress wood. That the way that a person should build a house, you make the support beams of cedar wood and the ceiling beams of cypress wood, different types of wood. That a person shouldn't put all of his money into one corner of the house, meaning don't put all your eggs in one basket, basically. Why? Uh, it says by, by Yaakov's preparation before he went to Esav that he split things up depending what would happen to one then the other one he'd be able to balance it out to hedge one investment against the other but in any event all of these seemingly you know when we read it it's interesting because we go through a sugim we go through Taira so you could say so there's certain things Halacha and Kedusha you go through these Maisim and you could say from the point of view of us reading it it's Taira but from them it's, it's almost like mundane and, and the, 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 the truth is is that Reb Chaim is telling us really Chazal is telling us, that it's not. These are HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked into the Torah, the, the world, the, the, the principles of reality are found in the Torah, and sometimes they're enclosed in certain statements that we might not understand are the secrets of the world. And as we relate to Tyra, the, the, the rules and the principles, it's not an instruction manual how to live our life because life stands in a certain way and Tyra tells you how to use it. The Tyra is a physics book. The rules of reality are, are, are in statements of the, uh, the Tyra. The Tyra is a statement of reality. And as it is applied, we have to understand the key. We have to use Chazal. But as we apply it to our lives, the truth is, is that the Tyra is really Be'etzem, the place to go. As an aside, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that muscle about the physics book rather than the instruction manual from Ron Lopiansky on a recorded share. But in any event, okay, back to uh, back to the Sefer Besoita Mi Bona Bias. There's different situations where a person will be exempt from going to battle. One of them is a person who built a house and he has not yet uh, lived in it. Lived the Torah Derech Again, the Torah is teaching us Derech proper conduct. In the order of the exemptions from battle, so it's not just a list of exemptions. You could say that all three of them are equal, but you can't say three things at once. So put it in order. No, but the order is also every single word. The order is also uh, in the order of priorities in terms of how a person should live their life. And it's teaching us Derecheretz in that context uh, that a person should uh, build a house and then Parnasa, Yitakarim, a vineyard, and then once he's established, at that point he takes on the accountability of supporting a family and, and moving forward to take on a wife. Yaakov gets to Lovin's house, he stays there for a month. How long a person needs to uh, be busy with the needs of, or engage in the needs of his 
relatives. So 30 days is that block of time, not arbitrary. Otherwise, the Torah doesn't matter. If you think about it, as many as there seem to be these stories, the Torah is not just giving stories at the end of the Megillah, right? It says, if you want to know everything about Mordechai and Esther, then go look at the Chronicles, the stories that we know are Torah. It's not just a, a newspaper, even though it might be enclosed in something like a look like that. The Torah doesn't have to say exactly how many days. No, it tells us 30 days. We learn a lesson. The Shamli Matcha Torah. Torah tells us, First he marries off his children, and then he takes a wife for himself. How do you learn? First says that Yitzchak brought her into the tent of Sarah, Rivki brought her into his mother's tent, and only afterwards, then Avram went back and took on a wife, another one, in the place of wheat, there are thorns that come. In the place of barley, there are weeds. What is it telling us? When it comes to a field where thorns grow, if you don't, uh, if you don't deal with the with the field, that's where a person should plant wheat. Sada, when it comes to a field where shimala bashim, where the issue is not the thorns, but it's rather weeds. So even in the context of the mashal, but the mashal is framed in such a way that tells us on Haga, a mushal is only worth something also to the extent that it relates to reality. If I tell you a mushal, that we're, 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 there's a nimshal enclosed in a mushal, but it makes no sense. I tell you, uh, you know, if you're on Mars, you jump up and down five times, but if you can't relate to it as such, so then it's a meaningless mushal. So when the Torah provides a mushal to teach a nimshal, yes, it's true, Chazal could unwind it and explain to us what the mushal means. The strength of the mushal, the strength of the mushal is that it makes sense, and therefore the Torah is also enclosing the mushal, the proper way to act. Again, a person goes to be a guest, and his friend receives him in. That the way that a person should do, if I want to show you that I'm excited to have you the first day, I give you a whole lavish suit, I show you how excited I am to have you. If you're with me for Three, two, three days, three days, four days, and I'm still waiting on you hand and foot, well, then maybe it'll make you uncomfortable. But if you, on day one, you just come in and I tell you to throw your stuff down, I don't pay you any mind, that's also uncomfortable. Therefore, the Torah is telling us, how do I treat guests? The first day, show a person how excited you are and then make him feel comfortable by 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 taking him in and not making as big of a deal over them. Uh, again, another Medrash tells us, Unless he has permission from the uh, from the bride to enter before he goes into the uh, into the bridal chamber, uh, it says over here. So it says, But where do we see this? A pasuk in Shir Shirim that my daidi, my beloved one, should come into the garden. And then he comes in. So again, every one of these situations, we look into the Chazal, and besides, for whatever the messages are, we see just straight up a chachma of derech eretz, of seemingly just hanhaga, things that you might think are mundane, derech eretz, the way to act. A person should eat meat, preferably for their, uh, for their last meal, for their, for at the, the nighttime meal. B'chulim ad derech eretz. In Chulin, we learn shelo yochal adam baser alotayavon. Meat should be eaten to uh, not just not just as a, as an ongoing 
a regular diet, but rather when a person has a particular taiva for meat. So there are certain things that are eaten as a staple, and there are certain things that are eaten when a person has a particular taiva, so then that's when they should eat it. And a person shouldn't raise the bar. Right, if a person accustoms his children to luxuries, those luxuries for the child are necessities. The baits of the Madras how much do we have over here? We have uh, already several. If we look back to the Maisa by Rabbi Eliezer, we could treat that as one. So then we said two was the Yamshel Shlomo, three was the, the way to build a boat, four was the way to build a house, five is not, not to invest in one place. Six was the the exemptions from battle. Seven was Yaakov being with Lovin's house. Eight was marrying children off before marrying once, uh, taking on another wife for oneself. Nine was the wheat and the barley, what to plant where. Ten was learning from, uh, we, uh, we might have glossed over a little bit, was learning from Mina Carbonos. Uh, I was learning from the descending, the descending Carbonus on Sukkot that, that uh, when you're a guest someplace, you have more lavish first and then it tapers off. So it was from the order of the Carbonus on Sukkot. Again, all these things are sim and not siba. They're, they're showing they, they, it's endless. But these are, these are fleshing out certain things. Eleven, I think we said, was, uh, was, was a bride coming into the bridegroom. Things that were up to 12 was eating meat at night. It was talking about when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said well, that Maish Rabbeinu was telling them when the money would come, when the meat would come, that the meat would come in the evening, but we see when the appropriate time for meat is. Uh, the next one we said was that a person should not raise the bar for their children, get them used to luxuries. Okay, another another uh, four. By the halachas of the carbon Eilish, a person's talking about the order of the Eilah, it says that proper manners, a person should not eat meat before taking care of the animal. Maybe you should eat first and then deal with dismembering and taking the skin off and dealing with the animal. No, first first prepare it and then eat the yuma. When it comes to yuma, it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu called to Moshe and he spoke to him to because you could say knock first, although that's coming from something else like by the kind Gadol that the bells were over there. If you're going to speak to somebody, address them first. First you, you call out to them and then you speak. The Baba Metziah, the, the Malachim came to Avram Avinu and, and asked where Sarah was. You should ask about a person's family, ask about a person's wife, uh, the, the welfare of the hostess, even if she's not there. The last one over here talks about the Trumas removing the air, the Haram Sadesh, removing the ashes from the Mizbeach. And talks about changing the clothing. The coin should change the clothing. We're different clothing. Don't wear the same clothing when, even if it's an avod, it's a avoda. We don't wear the same clothing for the work that's messier. What you serve the king, um, that's not what you wear in the kitchen. It says also that the language of the chachamim teaches bracha and it teaches wealth. Lashon Chachamim Marpe, the language of the Chacham causes healing. Ayin Sham, Ubahai Gavna, Timsol, Rov, Bachazal, Shakal Dover, Yodim, and Torah. Everything that they knew came from the Tyro. We're not talking about some of these come from halacha, some of them come from seeing stories in the Tyro, but everything, if a person is sensitive to it, they can extract, they can understand the key to life. Now, if you're going to say, well, it's great that it's in the Torah, but I don't have the key. How am I supposed to know? So I'm going to go to other sources. 
So he says, uh, really, it's Yat HaDashmaya. A person who learns, and they learn Torah HaDashmaya, HaKadosh Baruch is going to open their eyes. So if you say, well, how am I going to do it? I'm not capable of it. You're capable of it because HaKadosh Baruch says, I'm not capable of calling you. All I can do is push numbers on a telephone. I'm not capable of reaching out to you. No, if, if you push these numbers, then the phone call is going to make the call. So the cause and effect are part of our working dynamic and how we relate to the world. It says, Learn Torah You focus on your piece. HaKadosh Baruch will open your eyes to know the proper and hug of Advice that has Dvar Hashem in it is advice, maybe you'll say, well, that was for them, this is for now. The Eitzah, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells in the Torah, if you want to know how to do it, learn Torah Lashma, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's going to open your eyes. Next, I think that this is the way to read the line. You're going to say, well, who says that this is going to be applicable? The Eitzah, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the world is created from, from the Torah, the Torah is the blueprint, the Eitzah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you. This is everlasting. This is Nitzchias. This is where we learn everything that can be found, can be, that, that there is to, to know, there is to be found in the Torah. Uh, we should strengthen ourselves to learn, to have a peace, but also to have the Amunah to understand, that the, to, to understand what we're encountering, uh, that, we are, that, this is, that we should relate to Torah in the, appropriate, uh, in the appropriate way. And when we look at other things also, we should understand that we relate to them in the appropriate way. Those, those are not the sources. We have a privilege. Asher Bachar Banu, we call Amr Medas Alano as Torah